Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Therese Cerise, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And the name of this poem is entitled Moving Forward. And just a little PSA announcement. There will be times that you may hear the same poem more than once. And the reason being is because just like the scriptures, I may get a different revelation when reading that poem a second or third time. So just keep that in mind. But again, the name of this poem is entitled Moving Forward. Here we go. Don't ever settle or compromise just to convince yourself by telling lies. You know what you want and what you deserve. Don't ever stop pursuing your dreams. Just keep on holding on to the very thing that you believe. Your price is above rubies. And what is meant to be will be eventually, if you stay strong. You'll see the light before long. Your dreams will start to come true. Always have faith in the authentic you. Hold on to what you truly believe. Keep moving forward. So I hope that everyone has had a beautiful day, a lovely week. I know a lot of people are grateful for Fridays. I wanted to take a moment to thank my listeners because something is telling me that not only have you listened to these episodes, but something is telling me that I have some prayer warriors that are praying for me and that are praying for my strength, and that are praying for my family and my loved ones. So I wanted to take a moment to sincerely thank you for your righteous and fervent prayers. Um, It is true, the prayers of the righteous availeth much, and I feel as if we are getting stronger and stronger um, with each passing day. I don't take it lightly. I was actually on my way home, and I was literally thinking about how I I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that God loves me. And I thanked him for being such an amazing covering. I thanked him that because he knows every tear that I've shed, because he's counted every number and knows every number of hairs that's on my head, because I was on his mind when the earth was being formed, he knows the depths of my pain. And that's not just me. That is his children. That Every individual that has been created, created on the face of this earth, you literally mean the world to God. And so I felt that today. I felt like despite how much I've cried in the past few days, how much I've, whoo, that I've just really truly just been in his presence, asking him so many questions, trying to make sense of it all, um, trying to get my mind right so that I could be 
an instrument for him in the upcoming days so that I could literally be able to return back to my full-time job and when asked questions, you know, some because people, I don't even think they realize it, but sometimes when you, you do the work, right, and you do everything you can to get into a place of healing and you get into this mindset of, I, I got to get this right, I, I got to compartmentalize this, I got to figure out a way to be functionable while my heart is still hurting and while my the knot is still caught up in my throat every time certain memories come forth, I got to still be able to operate as if I'm okay, even though I know I'm broken. And so you get into a certain atmosphere and then you get, you know, people start to ask you questions because they're concerned. And then it's like, they, they don't, I don't even think half the time they realize it. They may take you right back to that moment that you worked three, four or five days, 10 days, 15 days to try to get over the hump, to try to get over the mountain so that you could be kind of normal. And so I've had to literally um, process a lot of things and I've had to figure out how am I going to function? You know, what are going to be my trigger words? What, you know, how am I going to, because you, you have to prepare yourself for stuff like that. And so I have a meeting with my coach on tomorrow um, and she was like, can we, did you want to reschedule? I'm like, oh, absolutely not. Like I need, I need the tools. I need you to give me the tools for me to get through the week. I need you to give me the tools for me to make it through the weekend. Um, I need those tools. And so, yes. So I'm, a, I know that the prayers of the righteous avail much. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. And, um, I heard someone say to me, a couple of days ago, it was just like, you know, I understand the losses that you've experienced. And this is the thing. I just feel like sometimes when someone has not literally physically walked in your shoes, um, or maybe they have a different way of dealing. Cause I've, I've noticed with some people, like if they're, if they're surrounded by, let's say that their profession has a lot to do with, you know, death, then they may have a different perspective, but I found myself like having to tune out some of the things that people were saying just for the sake of my sanity. And I was like, oh, Lord, I don't know how we've gotten here, but I'm kind of glad that you taught me how to compartmentalize and how to hold on to the things that I need to hold on to in order for me to get stronger and release everything else that is considered like a distraction or everything else that's considered like a stumbling block or everything else that's going to set me back because literally this is a daily walk. This is something that you don't overcome. Um, this is something that you're constantly having to reaffirm yourself and rebuild yourself. And, you know, when it's just like any time that you, let's say you tear a ligament or something, right? And it's torn and you got to, you know, go get therapy in order for you to heal, in order for you to be able to function in that area again. It's similar to that. Not the same exact thing, but it is similar. And so um, I thank God for the prayer warriors. I said all that to say that. I really thank God for the prayer warriors. I thank God for the people that have prayed my strength in the Lord, um, that have a genuine, sincere concern about my heart, my mind, um, and that just they understand. And even if they don't, they hear my pain and, and that in and of itself, if it, if it has allowed you to pray on our behalf, we are forever grateful. Um, I am constantly checking on my parents. I'm constantly checking on my dad. Um, saw him today and spent some time with them, which is what I've been trying to do this whole time. And, um, 
to hear my mom laugh. She, I don't know what show she was watching, but when I, my mom was laughing so hard, I was like, Lord, thank you. You know, because I don't know what it is. I love to hear my daughter laugh. I love to hear my mother laugh. I love to hear my sons laugh. Like I just, it, it's laughter truly is good for the soul. And just anytime that they're in their own little worlds and then all of a sudden I hear a chuckle or I hear, a, you know, just a, just all out all out laughter, it just makes my heart smile. I could be just having a crummy day, but if I hear my daughter laughing out loud, or if I hear my son cracking up, it's like, I find myself smiling. Don't even know what they're laughing about, but I find myself smiling. So to be able to be in the presence of my mom and just to see her just cracking up, that did my heart some good. It really, really did. And so um, I was like, Lord, I thank you. And I think that's a that that's what put me in a, a heart of gratitude on my way home. It's just like, I understand what we are going through, God. I'm not naive to that. I get it. But I thank you for those moments that we're still able to find a glimpse of joy. And then I made a comment to my mom because it's like, like I said, I'm constantly thinking about my aunt. And so I told her, I said, it's like my aunt. It's something about that spirit, man. It's something, you know, I, I can still feel her presence. I can feel her presence so so it's like I feel it I feel her presence and so um I was like she's still taking care of people mom she's still taking care of people and so um yeah I I thank you for your prayers I thank you for your words of encouragement those that have reached out to me those that have told me whatever you need if you just need an ear I'm here um yeah and I feel like even this podcast has been therapeutic for me because I've been able to truly um, not just write about it but I've been able to talk about it and I feel like that's therapeutic but if anybody that knows me that's one of the reasons why I guess being doing podcasting or whatever was never it wasn't really a, a hard decision for me because anyone that truly knows me I do this anyway I talk about what I go through I talk about my experiences I talk about, you know, the things that matter to me, the matters of my heart. Um, I talk about whenever I've been hurt. There was, um, there's been a couple of times and I started to realize, I was like, you know, because sometimes you don't, after you've healed from a situation, you don't really talk about it unless there is something that takes place that makes you remember, I did go through that. Oh yeah, I remember. I went through that. Something else will happen. Yes, I went through that too. So pretty much, I don't know. Today is, for the most part, um, I have had a sense of peace. That's the best way for me to put it. I've had a sense of peace. And I didn't overextend myself today. I didn't, um, I slept a lot. I slept a lot. I said, "My, my body must really be weary, Lord. I must really, really truly be weary because my body was like every time I would try to like get up I would look up and I'm still like I had just woke up again so it's like I literally would roll over one way open my eyes thinking I'm about to get up to get out of bed and then I would roll back over the other way and I did that all day and so I guess my body was like you need to just sit still lay still 
and just rest. And that did my heart, my mind, my soul some good. I didn't think about, and maybe that's what was necessary for my brain. Cause, um, yeah, my mom keeps telling me I need to go get my brain checked. And I know eventually that's something that I'm going to have to do is go ahead and get it checked. But, um, yeah, I rested today. I rested today and it was nice to rest. It was nice to just lay there and not worry and worrying whether, you know, I like to confess it or not. Sometimes that's something that I'm very guilty of doing. And so I didn't worry today. Today, I literally was just like, okay, I'm just surrendering everything to you, Lord. I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I'm not going to worry about today. I'm not going to concern myself with things that I truly cannot change, no matter how badly (laughs) I may want things to change. I cannot change them. And so I was like, I'm giving it to you. But um, what I love about my daughter, though, because when I had that moment, I was actually I talked to God like out loud. So I don't I mean, I know that there's a lot of people that will get in their quiet place and then they kind of, you know, steal away and then they speak to him in their head. I talked to him out loud a lot. And so what I loved is how when I was praying to him and talking to him and just thanking him, because I just I had a heart of gratitude today. And I, I really and I, it was because like even when I'm watching how people drive crazy and how it's a lot of angry people on the road. I'm just like, go sit down somewhere. Y'all need to be on the road, not being this angry, not being this upset. Like, go sit down somewhere, work out your own soul salvation. But please do it in a, a, a safe space to where you're not accidentally taking somebody's life because you're so ticked off about whatever's going on in your world. And so as we almost got hit, but by the grace of God, we didn't. I just started thinking, I was like, this is not the first accident, God, that you prevented us from getting into. You have a tendency to just make sure that um, even if we don't see the danger, you just have a way of protecting us from hurt, harm and danger. And I don't take that lightly, Lord, because I know that it could be worse. I know that I could literally look up and we could, you know, because I've heard people say it. I don't know what happened. All I, all I know is next thing I knew, I heard a bam and I was in an accident. It even happened to me. How I found out about the tumor in my brain. I was on my way to go see my oldest daughter. We were supposed to have our lunch break together. And as I'm in route to go, this was in Longview, Texas. When I was in route to go see her, she called me and said, that's okay, mom. You know, maybe another time. And I was like, okay. But I was already literally like a block away from where she was at. And so there was a a stoplight and I remember looking in the rear view mirror because the light was about to turn red and I saw the person who was driving, his whole head was turned talking to somebody in the back, which I found out later was his wife. And so it was one of those things that, you know, a lot of times we do it, we shouldn't, but we do, we get on autopilot. So I'm sure in his mind, he wasn't thinking that the light was about to turn red he was thinking that he was going to go through a green light lo and behold the light turned red and he was still talking to her in the back you shouldn't be doing that anyway but that's what he was doing and all I heard in my head was I'm about to get hit like I knew that I was about to get hit and when I thought about it I was like see even in that God you kept me covered because even though I did get rear-ended 
I could have lost my life because the way that the intersection worked, there was um, going straight. There was a light. <coughs> Excuse me. To my right, there was a light. And so when he ended up pushing me through the light, had someone been coming in the opposite direction, that would have been an impact immediately. It would have happened so quickly. I wouldn't have realized it until, you know, till I'm like, hey, Jesus, you know, <laughs> but I was like, oh, my God, look at how you once again protected me. Kept me covered. Nobody kept me covered. Nobody was coming. It all worked out. Um, yes, I got hit. Yes, my daughter's car seat hit me, you know, because it went up and kind of hit me. But and then that even that was a blessing in disguise because had the car seat not hit me in the back of my head, I would not have had a massive migraine when I went to the hospital. And even though that doctor disregarded when I told him that I had a migraine, he was under the impression that the migraine was due to whiplash and did not do a CAT scan that day. But the chiropractor, when he was telling me that they wanted to settle or whatever, I was like, I'm not settling nothing until y'all tell me why my head won't stop hurting. And that's when they discovered the tumor in my brain. This is the first time. And the crazy thing is, is that the tumor had been in my brain for so long that it had literally calcified. So it was turning into bone. And the only reason why I needed the brain surgery is because they monitored it for a year and a half. And then out of nowhere, it grew. So then they had to do an emergency surgery. And where they thought they would only do it one time, they ended up having to do surgery twice because the doctor went through my brain the wrong way. He went through the front when he should have gone through the behind my ear. And so my brain started swelling up. And because my brain started swelling up, he had to stop immediately um, and then wait for the swelling to go down. But even in that, God kept me covered because I could have easily become a vegetable I could have easily been blind I could have never spoken again had he hit the wrong nerve or something of that magnitude but God and this is the reason why I have such a belief in my creator is because I have seen time and time again how he has played a role in preserving my life, how he has protected me from hurt, harm, and danger. Even when I look back now, even on the loss of my aunt, and at first I felt some type of way because I was like, man, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. Then I thought about it. Maybe God was protecting me because for me to see her take her last breath, I would probably have nightmares for the rest of my life. Everybody can't handle stuff like that. So I was like, the way that he orchestrated it was that I was able to see her after she took her last breath, I was able to, you know, rub her hair. And even though I know her soul was gone, I was still able to make peace in a different way. It wasn't the way that I had thought in my mind I would be able to do it, but it was still able to be done nevertheless. And so I'm like, God, you're, you're such an awesome God. I just feel like sometimes people don't give you enough credit that you really are an awesome. You're an amazing God. At least to me, you are. But, um, in terms of moving forward, I, even with this, as much as it hurts, 
that's one of the things that I know my aunt would want me to do. She would not want me to stay grieving and mourning and in sorrow indefinitely. Am I going to have moments where my heart just truly hurts and I got to sit still for a moment? Yeah, because I still do that. Um, am I going to have moments where I, I shed tears? Yes, because I still do that too. But she would want me to move forward and... I keep hearing her voice because I remember when I when I literally I had taken the day. Oh, that's what it was, because I had lost my grandfather. So in the losing my grandfather, I was still wanting to be present for my grandmother, my uncle, my aunts and my cousins, everybody. I still wanted to be present. So I literally took time off to heal. Well, in the course of me taking time off to heal, my aunt was in the hospital. And so I went to go see about her. She did not like that. She was like, what are you doing? You need to be at work. And I was like, well, my grandfather passed away. And then she's like, oh, my God. You know, so we had that conversation. And then um, but in her mind, like not in her mind, she said it. She was like, you need her first reaction was why was I there to be by her side? She was thinking about my well-being. I was thinking about her well-being, but she was thinking about my well-being. And that's just the type of person that she was. She didn't want to be anybody's burden. She didn't want to be anybody's responsibility. She didn't want you to, you know, sacrifice anything for her, but she was willing to sacrifice everything for you. And so, um... So, yeah, when I thought about that today, I was like, okay, I, I feel your presence, Annie. I know what you're trying to tell me. I know what you're trying to tell me. You're still taking care of me and, and you want me to rest. And I've rested. You want me to deal with it, but you want me to do it as fast as I possibly can because you want me to move on and live my life. And I get it. I get it. I so get it. And um, I'm going to honor her in that. I'm going to honor her wishes. I'm going to honor her in that. But yes, moving on is something that even when you've dealt with, let's say you had a bad breakup. I know sometimes it's really, really hard for people to fathom what that is like to move on. I'm a, it's a joke. It's a joke, but it helped me. So my last heartache, my last heartbreak relationship wise, um, I was head over heels with this person. We talked about marriage. We've known each other both of us, our entire lives. And so I could not see dating anyone outside of him. Like I couldn't see moving forward if we didn't work out. I couldn't see me trying to be with anyone else if we didn't work out. He was it for me. And so I remember when we had our little breakup, um, we're still cool to this day. We still love each other to this day. But, you know, he's got some things he's got going on and I just have to respect that. But anyway, so literally I remember in order to help me get over him, in order for me to move forward, so to speak, quote unquote, because it still took me like a long time to heal from that. Anyway, I would, I would tell my mom, I'm going to my new boyfriend's house. She's like, who is your new boyfriend? I said, Jim. Now it wasn't J I M. It was G Y M. I started calling the gym my new boyfriend. And I did that on purpose because I was like, if you could get your mind off of this person, 
then you may have, you may stand a chance, Teresa, to be able to heal a little bit faster than you have in the past. So maybe if you go to the gym and consider that your new man, then, hey, you may look up and be like, child, be back with you for what? So I literally started calling the gym my boyfriend. I'm going to work out. I'm going to go work out at my boyfriend's. Where's that? With Jim. I'm going to go work out with Jim is what I would tell my mom. And then eventually like we, it became like an inside joke for us. You know, oh, you're going to see your boyfriend? I sure am. And then COVID-19 hit. So here we go. I don't have a gym anymore. <laughs> Got to figure something else out. But literally that kind of helped me to put my emotions in a different light so that I could move forward and so that I wouldn't be caught in heartbreak indefinitely. And that's not, I, that's not the only time. Now it's the first time that I ever said my boyfriend, Jim, but that's not the only time that I used working out as my outlet for me to um, exercise as my outlet for me to heal from a broken heart. That's not the only time that I've done that. Um, and now that I'm older, like back in the day, I could do all that extra stuff, everything, you name it, Zumba, everything. Now my knees hurt. I'm getting older. My lower back is kicking my behinds. So I'm like, okay, God, I we're going to have to figure something else out. Like I still want to exercise, but we're going to have to figure out a 47-year-old version of exercise because um, all that stuff that I used to do, walking 10 miles every other day, walking 11 miles every other day, I'm flat-footed. So I don't even know if I could think about doing that right about now. So we got to figure something out. So me and God are having that conversation. I will definitely let y'all know how that all turns out as, you know, we come up with the blueprint of what I'm supposed to do. Not necessarily now to get over a heartache, just for me to get it together. Um, because I feel like it's long overdue. And yeah, so yeah, I'll let y'all know how that works. If, you know, I, I find a way to to make it work for myself at this age. And I know there's a lot of people out there just like, girl, it's really easy. You just dedicate 45 minutes a day. That's all you got to do. All you got to do is dedicate 45 minutes a day and you will be just a-okay. And that sounds wonderful. It really does. I mean, yes, good for you. You go, girl. You go, guy. However, for me, that 30 to 45 minutes, I have to mentally prepare myself for 15 so how am I going to get to 30 or 45 minutes and 15? Like when I, me and my mom would go walk yesterday, I was ready. But the minute that she said, are you ready? In my mind, I was like, whew, okay, let's do this. And then one thing I did notice about myself though, once I get started, it's not as bad as I think. I think it's just the whole getting started. Once I get started, then I'm in that thing. But it's just the whole me getting my mind right to get started. And I've never been one of those people other than when I was in high school. That's the exception to the rule. But other than that, loving working out, that's never been my forte. Even when I was trying to get fine, I didn't love it. I did it because I was wanting the end result. And the crazy thing is, is that even when I was working out, I still had the fat girl syndrome. So even after I lost all that weight, I went from a size 22 to a size six in six months because I was doing Zumba five days a week. I was drinking water like it was my religion. And I was walking 10 to 11 miles every other day because first of all, I didn't have a full-time job. Second of all, I was trying to get over a heartache. Third of all, I was trying to get fined because the next time our paths crossed, I wanted him to be like, damn, why did I let her go? 
Like I really wanted to hear those words come out of his mouth. So I did everything I could to get the weight off. And then I ended up meeting someone and my mom was like, you probably would still be that size, but I, I fell in love. Not the, I used, I tried to lose the weight to make somebody else feel like, oh my goodness, why did I ever let her go? But then I met someone else and fell in love with him and then put on the dang weight because I was in love. And I was like, why does this never like work out the way <laughs> I'm trying to get it to work out? So what I've discovered is the next time that I lose weight, it's not going to be behind a man. I'm going to lose weight for Teresa. And then that way I'll be able to keep it off. Watch and see what I tell you. Once I do it for me and it ain't no other reason behind it other than me just wanting to be healthy and happy and normal and feel normal and love what I see and all of that good stuff, then it will stay off. But because I had an ulterior motive, it was like, ha ha. Yeah, the laugh was not. Yeah, I didn't get the last laugh. So, lesson learned, lesson learned. But I was able to prove to myself that I could do it. Was able to prove. And oh, and I also was on a, a weight loss supplement too. But see, that's the thing about the weight loss supplements. What I found out about those, you can take a weight loss supplement. But honey, if you do that and you're not, it's like a, a bad habit that you got to keep up with indefinitely if you want to. Because I literally, what I discovered was when I stopped taking that weight loss supplement, the pound slowly but surely started creeping back on. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not how that's supposed to go. But in all actuality, it is. It is supposed to go that way because the way that it's designed is to help you lose weight. But they also want you to be dependent on the supplement so that they can make that money every single month. And so I was like, OK, so we got to figure this out. So that's what I've been doing lately. I've been trying to figure it out. And now I'm trying to go into this more of a healthy aspect. So making sure that I take my B12, making sure that I take turmeric, making sure that I take my vitamins. Um, I'm trying to find a healthier way to move on and move forward um, to where I won't be solely dependent on a supplement. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm in my late 40s, so I'm going to get a kickstart. There's like, I'm going to use something to kickstart the weight loss. But in order to maintain the weight loss, what I'm noticing is that you got to do your diet right. You got to eat right. So I'm, I'm trying to be more mindful in terms of, you know, where I eat, what I eat. Chipotle might end up being one of my favorite restaurants when all is said and done. The other one is Galaxy. That might be my other favorite restaurant simply because um, I know that I have healthy options in those two locations. And so um, keep it, I'm keeping all of that in mind. Um, I'm, all, I'm surrounded by water every time I look up water here, water there, because I know I have to drink plenty of water. Um, so yeah, just little things. I'm just trying to, I uh, what is it? I secured my home to make sure that we would have fruit and things like that. So that way, if I did all of a sudden get this urge because I'm frustrated or because I'm hurting or because I'm just whatever, whatever, whatever my mood is in that moment, that I would have healthier options and not always go to the unhealthy option. So I'm learning. I'm slowly but surely learning how to go back to how I was. Now, I don't want to be a size six anymore. I'm past it, over it, so over it. Um, now I just want to be healthy. I just want to be healthy and I'm not even going to lie. I'm trying to get back fine. Um, crazy how you could look at your photos from way back when and be like, girl, you really had it going on. If you only would have known how good you had it. But I didn't know. 
I should have known it should have been an indication by how many ninjas was trying to get my phone number and, you know, be with me. But that wasn't an indication to me at all. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I process things a little bit slow, process things a little bit slower than others because it should have been an, a serious indication, but it was not. So here I am. Here I am, Lord. <laughs> but I digress. So in terms of moving forward, we have the capacity to do just that. We just have to ask for direction if we don't know what does that look like in our lives. Um, moving forward can mean different things for different people. And once you discover what that is, dedicate yourself to it. If you know that you're trying to get over a broken heart and what you've tried does not work, reevaluate the situation. Like I have a friend of mine that because she literally just went through a breakup, she was like, I have had to change my routine from how I go to work, how I come home, because the old routine, our past may cross and I'm not ready to face him yet. I don't want to face him yet because I don't want those emotions coming all back all at the same time, you know, and I get that. And so that's kind of like with me that I have had times where I've literally relocated just so that I could mend my broken heart just so I could heal so that I wouldn't, you know, if I'm going to the store, see him hugged up with somebody else or whatever the case may be. There's times that I've done that because I knew being in the same vicinity with this person those emotions were going to come back. Um, so yeah, anytime that you have to move forward, yes, there's going to be some adjustments that need to be made. Um, there's, you may have to sit down and make a plan. You may have to create your own way of escape and be like, okay, so in this scenario, um, what does look, what does moving forward look like to me? So I know it and I'm real chiding out of master this. If I know that I'm moving forward block, I'm so quick to block now. Ain't nobody got time for that. I don't have no, I don't need nobody trying to convince me. Oh, you messed up. You were supposed to be together. Why did you break up with me? No, if I'm trying to move forward and get over you, I don't need to hear that. I don't need you having me second guess myself um, because I've had that happen to me a couple of times where I literally was like, oh, okay. I know that I'm not going to take this person back. So let me go ahead and unblock them. And then lo and behold, just what I knew was going to happen. Recently that happened where, um, the minute that I unblock this person, all I'm hearing is you need to give me another chance. I didn't unblock you to hear that. I unblocked you because I'm no longer, you know, feeling like I'm upset with you or I'm no longer feeling like it's an issue. So I unblocked you to have a conversation with you. I didn't block you for the purpose of reconciliation. That's still not an option for us, bro. However, you know, I'm trying to be nice. Can you just accept my niceness and not expect anything other than that? And then maybe we can be cool. But yeah, so sometimes you got to just keep that block on block. <laughs> because some people just don't they, don't, they take your kindness as a weakness and they don't understand that you're just being nice. That it has nothing to do with you wanting to be back with them. It has everything to do with you trying to make sure that you, you know, that you are at peace with that person and that you're cool with that person. But Everybody, everybody don't know how to accept people, you know, your kindness. Sometimes people really do look at you as being weak. If you're a kind person, which is really sad because the world does need more kindness. So it, it ugh, it's so sad that people look at, you know, that some people look at you when you are kind as being weak. When 
We need that in this world. It's too many mean people in the world. We need kindness. I don't understand. I don't know why people do what they do. I really don't. As much as I study people, that's the one answer I still ain't got yet. Why do people do what they do, Lord? Still ain't got that answer. Hmm. Maybe one day it'll come to me. I don't know. He ain't answered it yet. Maybe he don't want me to know. (laughs) It's all good. But this is going to end my episode on today. But before I completely end, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. And it is dated March the 19th of 2021. Can y'all believe that March is almost over with? These months are going by so quickly. January 2021 literally was two months ago. How is it that we are already at March 19th of 2021? Oh my God. But here we go. Dear future hubby, today was better than yesterday and the day before that. I literally slept the whole day away. I can't even tell you how my mind, body, and most definitely my soul needed this. Don't worry. I have accountability partners who refuse to allow me to fall into depression. I made sure to put this in place after I was told that I am classified to have a manic depression as manic depression, depressant, however you say it. Um, I am not a person who likes taking pills or medicine for that matter. Therefore, I had to discover a way to deal with my bouts of depression and avoid becoming addicted to anything while doing it. No, I have never been a person who was addicted to drugs. However, I didn't want to become that person either. So I found more holistic ways to cope with my moods. Yesterday, I purchased this herbal supplement called, y'all forgive me because I'm going to say it wrong, ashwagandha. It's supposed to help me sleep a little better. Well, we'll see. I love you. Love, Teresa. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening or morning whenever it is that you, or afternoon, whenever it is when you hear this episode. Um, And yes, I'm not sure where you're at in your life's journey. If you are, if you've reconciled with someone of your past, if you are pursuing your dreams, if you are trying to move forward after a broken relationship, or if you're merely just trying to be content in your singleness until you either find your purpose partner or your purpose partner finds you. But wherever you are in this walk of life, please do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.